Hello and welcome. This is Pepin from Pepin Reacts. And here today on this episode of Pepin Reacts, we have a great guest on Pepin Reacts. His name is Meter. Meter, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Nathan. How are you today? Well, I am excellent and I'm just excited to get back into the show. It's been about two years since we last watched it. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen, to be honest. I mean, I forgot what happened. I mean, I think Walt was pregnant at one point. Mm -hmm. He lost his baby, uh, and his baby being Skyler. And he's just confused and sad about what to do. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you be? I mean, a little bit. I, I, I can understand his sadness. But I just can't understand why he would create this situation where he, he'd, he'd just be like a flip-flopper. I know. I know. You'd think you'd want to buy a house and just stay in it, not flip-flop. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this whole plot line where he starts running for president, I mean, I get it. He wants mm -hmm. to affect change, not just mm -hmm. within himself, but within his community. But it seems a little extreme, don't you think? Maybe, but what better cover for being the head of a meth empire than running for president? Like, mm. You're already the head of the FBI. You might as well, might as well go all the way. Okay, okay. Well, I'm a little skeptical in that case. So, if you like the video, definitely leave a like. If you want to see more videos like this, you know what you can do? Ding, notification bell. Or, if you even want, send me a message on Twitter. I won't respond. Now, let's get into this. I'm not sure if this can be a timer-based reaction or a sync-based reactions or whatever I'm trying to say. Highlight. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So, all right. That was another exciting, back-breaking episode of a show called Breaking Bad, Season 6, Episode 2. Peter, what are your general thoughts? Uh, great episode. Awesome progression of the plots. Uh, new wrinkles added and pushing the story forward and setting up for... Um, I don't know. We must be near the, the finale of this season, huh? Yeah, I think we're one or two episodes away. Because I think there's 13 in this, and this was 11. Yeah. So, I think my general thoughts are uh, a lot happened, and this kind of seems set up for a lot of payoffs here. Because it, it, it's like, I, I guess there's a lot going on here, and it kind of went quickly, but I think that's kind of the, the point of it. Like, like, a lot of these motions that are being set into are, like, short time sort of things. Like, we have, like, uh, Skyler and the baby. That's a very short time frame. We have, like, uh, Walton and the drug deal. Very short time frame. Uh, you can see how short of a time frame, like, uh, Jane went from queen to druggie. You, you know, like, like everything is just kind of, like, crunching down. To the second. Yeah, but but they're crunches of long-term things, right? Like a baby's mm -hmm. a nine-month thing. This meth thing has been literally from episode one. Uh, Jane's been sober for a significant amount of time. And so these are all things that have been of a progression or it's like the final moments of stuff that has been built up for months plus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Everything's coming to fruition and it's all at the same time. Yeah, right, right. So just a couple points of different things. And Je I guess Jesse just hitting his lowest point too. That's another thing. Yeah. Which he's been kind of doing that. He's been kind of like a teeter totter. 
a bit, mm-hmm. a bit but now he's just gone like super low yeah uh I, I guess maybe an analogy there is it's kind of like if you ever watched like a, a stone worker or like something that breaks these giant boulders like they'll start hammering at one place and it doesn't look like anything's happening for quite some time and eventually they do one final blow and the whole thing breaks if yeah. you like look at that you're just like oh wow that's so sudden but no kind of what you're saying it's, it's built up over all those little hits exactly great so, storytelling going on right now ooh, ooh, okay uh, well let me tell you a story of how gohan became a super saiyan too okay yeah yeah so at the beginning dragon ball one <laughs> <laughs> it started with goku as he arrived on earth as a baby <laughs> <laughs> nope go back further <laughs> What'd you what'd you think? What'd you think of the episode? Uh, so I think the episode was was pretty great. I was honestly a little bit distracted by some of the audio and technical issues I was having because, mm-hmm. like, I kind of feel like an actor a little bit in a way that like I just not like I need to be aware of like what's going on on the screen. But also, mm-hmm. if I don't actually have proper stuff recording, then all of the efforts kind of for nothing in a way. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I felt like I, my my attention was kind of focused on two different things. Uh, I, I the think of the content creator. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And usually it's not so much of an issue, but when I start having all these little audio glitches, and you know, you will probably be able to see it in the reaction. But it's like my my the video would all of a sudden start going back in time. The audio would kind of cut out. So I think I was maybe having more of a video issue there than like a audio issue. But mm-hmm. it, it it was getting kind of a little bit confusing for me. Uh, but I can still follow all the plot details, but you yeah, know, well, let's, let's run through them. Okay. So, uh, I'll let you set this up here with, uh, kind of the timeline of events. I really like when we, when we kind of go through the timeline, um, like as things happen. So we're kind of recapping, mm-hmm. uh, especially if this isn't, isn't timer based, I think that would be very, very helpful, but, uh, it starts out with, uh, co- the combo situation. Talk to me about that. All right, so Combo is one of the drug runners for Skinny Pete. Is well is. for Jesse. For Jesse, okay. So he's not one of Skinny Pete's, one of Jesse's. Which that's right. He was he was in that initial group when Jesse, like they went over to Jesse's place and uh, they're like, "Hey man, you got some crystal?" And then yeah. it's like, "Nah." And then they all leave. Then he pulls out the crystal. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I recognize him from, but. Yeah, he's got protection on him. He's got a gun. And then there's this little kid that comes, you know, around. And it seems like the other car was there just to mark him, essentially. And then the kid just kind of went around him. Kid must have gotten some signal from these guys. I assume so. Maybe not. But uh, then, uh, you know, Combo didn't want to... He didn't assume anything of the kid. And then the kid ends up uh, shooting him. Uh which is a little surprising. So, but anyway, uh, get away. Or they get away and uh, he's dead. So, a couple of big questions there. Number one, um, how is this working out with the kid? Like, I assume that kid's just the brother or family related to somebody in that gang, in in the competing meth gang. Uh, I assume it's also a competition thing as well. Uh, which they kind of forced out about that like earlier in the season, I believe. Uh, but it, it's it's uncertain if he's like family related, and that's why he's doing it. He's just part of this whole gang warfare thing, or if he's like constricted 
I don't think mm-hmm. it'd be constricted only because we're in like, I don't know, we're, we're, we're close to the border. We're not like super close though. Mm-hmm. And so, so it just seems a little bit far-fetched to think we have like chouch soldiers. Like I think that's something that might happen more like in like the gang cartel areas in Mexico maybe, or maybe like on the border, but not as much there, but that's just my, my uh, kind of assertion. Okay. And so Combo gets killed by the kid. And then the other gang uh, goes off. So I think the big question there is who was the other gang here? Mm-hmm. Was it a gang that we know of, number one? Uh, number two, is it the cartels? C- kind of the same thing in a way. We don't know. Like the cartels are just like a general kind of category. I don't think there's like one cartel gang. I think there's probably multiple. So is it one of these cartel gangs that's kind of like throwing a fit? It could be one that was connected to Tuco, potentially. Uh, or could this be like any one? So that, that's another question. I think the third question here, and this is kind of going further in the episode, uh, is it what is it Gustav that was kind of behind this? You know, maybe not him directly, but you know, we know that he has like a big meth trade here, and he might be employing some power to kind of do this kind of stuff. So it could be Gustav as well. So those are my three big guesses. And Gustav ultimately might be connected with the cartel. So that might be like a two for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me your zero sauce meter. Um, yeah, I mean, it's shocking anytime you see in media like a kid being used in that way. Um, so definitely a, a ballsy move by uh, Vince Gilligan and, and the writers to use that. And very interesting to see what this is setting up for down the road if this is ends up being expanded upon or if it's just kind of like a one-off thing of this is like a catalyst for uh you know a bigger a bigger thing and it's kind of irrelevant you know hmm Hmm. yeah yeah it the kid didn't seem too sorry i don't think he seemed like like it wasn't something he wanted to do but he didn't seem like too bothered about it do you have the same impression? Uh, I mean, it didn't look like he wanted to be doing it. It looked like he felt like he had to do it. Hmm. Okay. I, I'd say the same thing, but I, I feel like he had to do it, but I don't think he was, like, forced at gunpoint. Or I don't feel like, I don't know. There, there may have not been, like, extreme consequences for him, but he's kind of forced mm-hmm. into it. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. That so then Skinny Pete quits. Oh, yes, that's right. Skinny Pete quits. Yeah. And, and he says Badger's hiding out in California. So now they have no runners. Uh-huh. And do we see Badger move out or did he just no, like... that all happened off screen. Okay. It might have been a writing thing where they just had to write him out for some reason or it might not have been. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Right, right. I mean, either way, that kind of happens in real life too. So either way, it kind of makes sense. Uh, so Badger ran off essentially. Uh, Jesse, Jesse's kind of pushing forward with this whole like drug thing. I don't know what his impetus is though for it though, because it's like he he's pushing forward and kind of he, he's kind of being like a little bit like Walt here, like we need to expand empire, blah blah blah. But I don't know what Jesse's whole game is. Granted that he might have enough money to last him like quite some time here, and of course with this big sale it'll do it too. So maybe mm. it's just like features a grander, but I don't know if that would have been him a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they 
this is the path that he's currently on. I don't know that he's looking around past this is what I'm doing right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. So kind of lacking that, uh, that, that, that context. But he tries to give in Skinny Pete, and it does not work. And mm-hmm. if we're being real, Skinny Pete was being like pretty, pretty honest about the situation. Like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm on parole. Like, I'm your one guy left. I don't think he said that, but like, I'm your one guy left. Like, you're essentially just asking me to go out there and die. Like, mm-hmm. that's what's going on here. And yeah. the backup we thought we had is not there because everyone found it was a lie. Yeah. And yeah, status quo changed drastically. Mm. Yeah. And and a lot of C's whole thing is based off, I was going to say interpretation, but uh, maybe, what was the word? Because his whole thing is like drawing and everything mm-hmm. and kind of like portraying things a certain way. And I feel like that's a lot how Jesse's mind works a lot and also how his sense of power does. Like that's, I, I feel like, his sense of power or his power or how he feels is all about perception of it. Mm-hmm. And now that he feels powerless, although nothing much has changed actually, I, I, maybe it has, but I think now that he feels powerless, like he, he's just in the, in the dumpster now. And it's kind of like the only way you have superpowers is if you have superpowers, at least for Jesse. Mm-hmm. I, and I, mean, I don't I think know. he feels guilty about somebody dying on his watch hmm. like he feels like that's his fault hmm. Hmm. I, uh, Jesse's motivation isn't power no no Jesse's motivation is uh, well money but people mm-hmm. so I don't think he cares that he doesn't have power I think he cares that like somebody died one mm-hmm. of his friends at that and it's his fault in his mind. See, the only thing I, I can't really come to terms with in that case is that, like, he's been trying to, like, make it big as a drug dealer. Like, he's mm-hmm. been, you know, trying to get money, trying to get fame and glory. And, well, there you go. That's I mean, not about power, though. I mean, it, I guess it's kind of like a... I'd argue it kind of is effectively, but it is a little bit different though. Like he's not chasing money for the money's sake. He's chasing it for something else, like the relationships. And yeah, I mean, he, he wants the, the fame and glory because that means people mm-hmm. like him. And yeah. that's what, that's his, his biggest motivation. There's the people. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. M- maybe here he's getting a bit poisoned by Walt's attitude then. Cause mm. it, because for me, it's hard to not say he's not about power to some degree when he still seeks, you know, going towards this building imp- an empire in that in the face of the death. And even what Skinny Pete saying, but like, I, but it is he though. He's not. He hasn't sold anything. He mm-hmm. told Walt off. He left the place that he thought he was going to meet the people that were going to sell all this stuff. Yeah. He's spiraled out of being with anybody uh wanted was trying to push jane away Mm. he's kind of he's not really pushing towards building this empire after the death of somebody Hmm. i think you're right there so it's 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 discordant then because he he talked the game but kind of like he is emulating his uh his imaginary superhero walk back man and he's using Mm. this depressive state to just walk back from everything kind of escape Mm. it 
I guess. You don't agree with that? Not really. Okay. That's kind of a stretch, but... Ah, come on. I was trying to make things... Okay. I think he just has a bad bad coping skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, where do we go from there? So, Skylar's at work. What, um... Yeah, what's what's going on with that whole that whole situation? So if I was to give a quick synopsis or synopsis? Synopsis. <laughs> if I was to give a quick synopsis, I would say that Skylar is very pregnant. She's about to give birth. Uh Walt came late there for the baby, kinda like how Jesse came late there for the drugs. I think there's like a mirror sort of thing there. They both have different priorities. Uh and Skyler's very apprehensive about her relationship with Walt right now. Like, like she she kind of wants him to be there, but she also seems kind of like a little bit bothered. Like, almost she was like, oh, God, give me fucking give me when Walt came in. Uh, and I don't know if she's excited about the baby as she would have been. But at work, she's having some decent interplay with the boss. And I don't know what's going on in this whole birthday scene. The, the boss egged her on to do a sexy birthday song. I don't know if it was supposed to be a sexy birthday song, but that's how it ended up being. Yeah, because that's a that's a um, she was doing like a Marilyn Monroe singing to Kennedy, like that was a thing that happened. Oh and yeah, she did that super sexy song, and he was like, "Do like you did that other time." So the implication there is that is exactly what he was asking her to do. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Now, the last time, did she get egged into doing that as well? Or was it like... I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's not not clear. I'm just not sure if that's the thing that happened at the, the birthday party or the party last time or if this was uh, something else. Can we talk about a couple of things? One, how wildly inappropriate that was. And two, how uncomfortable that would have been to be in that room while that's happening. I, I, I agree. I would have been very uncomfortable. But everyone else seemed like they were having fun. <laughs> they fucking loved it, and it was so weird. <laughs> it was so fucking weird. It's like, okay, let's let's watch this employee who's pregnant do a sexy little thing and get really close to the boss and like almost who's like begging her to do it in this big warehouse with everyone watching. Yeah, real creepy. Really weird, but. Everyone seemed to be about it, so maybe that's... They fucking chanted for her. (laughs) They were like, do it, do it, suck his dick right here. Yeah. (laughs) It's real weird. Yeah. Now, do you think that's a writing thing, or is it more just like... uh, Okay, okay, let me put it this way. Do you you think that these people are just oblivious to the situation? Do you think that's the workplace culture? Or do you think this is just a writing thing where they're trying to indicate that the... It seems like they're playing up the sexiness and everything to it because we know the context. But, you know, if this was like played out for real, that it would be a bit more mundane with how the office people would be seeing it. I don't know the answer to that. I think if they wanted to hide it, they would have hidden it. Like they could have easily done a side scene where she brings him a slice of cake and he begs her to do it privately and they do it. Like mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think the idea there might be that like what they're doing is in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, they're not hiding anything. I see. It, I, I guess that also gives impetus for the people within the office not fighting against it. They're kind of mm. forward. They don't care. Like, like, <laughs> they what? don't give a shit. 
like no one's going to be like, oh, this is you know preferential treatment or sexual harassment. They're like, you know, we kind of like what we're seeing. Yeah, sexually harass her. <laughs> <laughs> you see HR in the corner just fucking going <laughs> ham, giving in. <laughs> Round of applause from Human Resources. I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining HR like, oh yeah, <laughs> sing it. I swear to God, if she starts stripping, they'll just be like, I don't know, bowing down or something. <laughs> like, this is great. That was a fucked up scene. Yeah. 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 Pretty weird. But they both seem to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And uh, notice that the guy snuck a kiss in. Uh-huh. Uh. And that was definitely taking advantage. But I think also, like, like I want to fault this guy because he's – okay, we've talked about this before. There's the whole thing, power, dynamics, everything like that. So mm-hmm. th- there's definitely not context. So within that context, I still think he's not being utterly creepy because Skyward's also reciprocating a lot of ways. So, like, for me, it's kind of tough because if Skyward was just, like, a, a dead fish here – It'd be something, but Skyward's getting something out of this, and I don't think it's necessarily him. I think it's more attention and like some sort of sense of wanting and love. And so I, I think she's getting off on something else, not not him necessarily. But it's like like because after the scene, you know, I think she kind of let that happen. She kind of liked being sexy, and then after she kind of blushing, kind of had this like space uh, of satisfaction. Because I, I think she was happy that she was appreciated and, you know, people were, you, mm-hmm. you know, wanting her, essentially. And just to be clear, it regardless of if they both like it or what, if it's completely consensual or whatever, it's still wildly inappropriate mm-hmm. and it's still wrong mm-hmm. because of that power dynamic. Even if they're both getting something out of it, it's still wrong. No, no, no I don't disagree with that. I'm, I'm not saying you do. Okay. I'm just clarifying for okay. so that you don't get absolutely destroyed in the comments. Okay. Th- thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Because my, my position is a little bit complex here. Because well, uh-huh. again, I don't, I don't think he's a good guy in the sense at all. But I'm just saying he's not like you no know, twirling mustache evil. Like it, it's not that level. It's more like, a, it's more uh, subcutaneous, or it, it's it's a bit more realistic level or base level. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So how does how does this progress? Because then they're then they're the next time we see them together, they're talking about work. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she notices all this weird stuff going on, which they kind of hinted at this a bit. And so she's doing digging into the financials and finds out that somehow he's getting money and he's not reporting it. Mm -hmm. And his whole thing is like, work is my family, which is intriguing. And, uh, you know, I need to support them because jobs, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And Skylar is not about this. And she, you know, uh, essentially leaves. And uh, you can kind of understand his, you can understand his position to some degree because like, like it, it's a little bit empathetic to have the situation where he has a failing business. All these people might be losing their jobs. And, you know, I think he does care about his workers. I think he wants them all to keep going. And I don't think it's, he's just like playing that for show. So I think that's true. No. Now, the means of committing a fraud, though, that's that's not good. 
you can't be doing that. So the ends he's willing to go to to achieve his end, or the means to achieve his end, is, is not good. And I think my main thought here is this is just like a parallelism for the dynamic between uh, him and Walt. Because mm -hmm. same exact sort of thing here, right? Because Walt is committing fraud. He's doing illegal stuff, getting money, putting off on the side, and then using it to support his family, right? Same yeah. exact sort of thing. Uh, maybe, maybe the businessman is a little bit, I don't know, a little bit more direct with it or something. Cause I, you know, at the very least you can see like how there's more of a direct correlation with what he's doing and it's kind of supporting the business than what Walt is doing, supporting the family to some degree. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that's kind of the parallelism there and Skylar kind of standing up for that and being against it is kind of foreshadowing or kind of like telling the audience that Skylar would be 100% against Walt selling meth in order to support his family. It's, it's not right. And she would leave him for that. So that gets complicated because she actually came back, it seems. But it, it seems like Skylar did the digging, found something wrong, brought it up, broke off the relationship, came back. Uh, but that's kind of my, my, my greater context for this because it, it, this, this scene wasn't necessarily about... Uh, what's his name? Ted. Ted. It wasn't necessarily just about Ted. I think it was also mostly about Walt and her, the dynamic between Walt and Skylar. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you think of my thoughts and any thoughts you have, how off base I am. No, that seems perfectly accurate. Um, I think the big difference, though, comes down to when Ted gets caught out. Because in both situations, right, Skylar digs and finds, hey, you're doing something unsavory. Um, and But in Walt's situation, he continues to lie and shut her out um even to the the moment to the point where they're like okay we're at an impasse neither of us is ever gonna like you're never gonna tell me the truth is kind of where skylar's at right now with walt but with ted when he gets called out and she's like here's all the receipts uh literally and figuratively mm. uh, he's like okay you got me here's the truth mm. and she and he's like i don't want you to go and she's like, I can't be a part of this. And then the next day, she's back at work. Hmm. So she is willing to be a part of it. But the difference is Walt continues to lie and keep and seclude her from the truth. And Ted is being honest and tells her the truth after, granted, it's after they've been caught out. They both lie through their teeth to hmm. her face um, several times for long periods of time. But hmm. eventually, Ted admits and Walt doesn't. Yeah. That's an interesting dynamic because she's even willing to accept it, but the fact that he was as honest with her, I think, made the big mm -hmm. difference. Mm -hmm. And like, maybe she wouldn't be willing to put up with that shit before all the stuff happened with Walt. But I'm sure that's kind of affected her just just a character and everything, and what she's willing to accept. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and she comes back to work, but she seems miserable too. Like, like she's having to live in the bed she just made. Yeah. I mean, at minimum, she's just very heavily considering her situation. Uh -huh. Like, what do I do? What's the right thing to do right now for, for me? Uh, I think that's kind of where she's at. Yeah. And she said that she wouldn't report him. Um, she did. Yeah. She did say that. Wh He's which, committed, what, uh, what did she say, a million dollars in tax fraud? 
Yeah, something like and that. And Walt's about to sell a million dollars worth of meth. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, it's dude. pretty interesting, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So on that exact same scale, now granted what Walt's doing is a different type of illegal. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's illegal every, like, down to the very core of what he's doing. Whereas Ted is doing an illegal thing within a legal situation. But, you know, regardless, both of them are prison time. Both of them are on the same money scale. Yeah. Both of them are for the same reason. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so really what I think this says, and, you know, there definitely is still sexual tension between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Skyward, I don't know if she'll be pursuing that as hard now, knowing which mm-hmm. no, knowing what she knows now. But I, I think it does kind of give an indication that if it's between a uh, an honest and a dishonest fraudster, she'd prefer the honest fraudster, which I think mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a bad comparison. <laughs> Obviously, better to choose none. But you know, at least honest to her. Yeah, at least being willing to clue her in and not insult her by being like know what you're seeing is not true like get completely gaslighting her uh-huh. ted's just like okay you've fucking cornered me i get it and walt's like no i was naked in a drugstore like <laughs> <laughs> the lengths walt will go to to lie to his wife is unfounded <laughs> limitless <laughs> the, the moment that uh, ted says it was a fuke state what's <laughs> 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 just like Christ. She'll just walk right out. <laughs> Don't do shit again. Um, can we... Are, are we done with that one for now? Uh, let me just think here. I think the only other thing is the baby's on its way. Yeah. And she did call Walt. So to yep. me, that means that she still thinks that Walt should be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And she's not pushing him away fully. I, I think she is kind of like at her wit's end with him. She's kind of mm-hmm. given up. Like, she was very distant there. Like, when Walton, Skyler, parsed, uh, sorry, pa- what I'm trying to say, parted, they, there's a bit of distance there. And she was kind of making it clear to Walt, like, hey, you know, I don't, I don't really care about you much right now. Like, mm-hmm. and we're, we're kind of getting distance. It almost kind of sounded like divorce was on the table to me, like, like pre- pre- preempted. Uh, and, you know, I think she's also trying to, like, incite a little bit of jealousy by bringing up Ted and everything. Th- though she was trying to keep that to herself too, so m- maybe I'm wrong in that, but I think she was okay with Walt feeling jealous there, and mm-hmm. Walt kind of got a little bit like off kilter, and then he kind of went in for the kiss, and it's almost like he's like realizing his relationship's kind of on the rocks here, mm-hmm. and uh, he's trying to like test to see if you know she still loves him by kind of doing that. Mm-hmm. So th- that's my only other thing to talk about there. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should go back and talk about um, when uh, Walt and Skyler were at the doctor. Oh, yeah? Uh, when not the ultrasound, because we haven't talked about Walt's prognosis and that whole decision. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is where there's the whole thing where they say it needs to be a... I'm pretty sure what there was was a lung abstraction. Okay. Right? Am I wrong? I have no idea what... I think they said what a lobectomy. Yeah, lobectomy. Uh, Like, abectomy is, like, removing. uh, An entire lobe of your lung is removed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, essentially it's going to take a big part out. And 
I think there was a couple of different things going on with that. Because I, I think part of it is metaphor, like a metaphor for Walt losing part of himself, mm-hmm. right, to the cancer. Uh, and then p- part of it also is uh, like the dichotomy between how Walt would have handled this beforehand and how he's handling it now and how Skywars is so confused by this. Like, how does this make any sense? Because he asked about the money, and then, you know, it's $300,000 or something like that. And then instead of Skylar being like, you know, instead of all being like, oh, crap, no, I can't do that, and Skylar having to solely convince him, Walsh was like, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Skylar's like, shouldn't we talk about this? And he's like, no, nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And that's just got to be like so, such like a hit in the face. It's so, so confusing because she doesn't understand him. And also, she's not even, he's not even willing to discuss this with her. Like, mm-hmm. that's also got to be really confusing. Yeah. And I mean, she doesn't understand him because he won't let her. Uh-uh. He refuses to let her in on what's going on. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's not just him losing a part of himself to the cancer, right? It's also him being willing to completely remove the cancer. Hmm. And taking the risk in order to do that financial and physical to be able to completely remove the cancer. Because they're like, we can do this or you can wait and it will come back eventually. Hmm. And he's like, no question then. If it's going to come back, otherwise, get rid of it. You know, I guess in that instance, the cancer is kind of the... Uh, I'm going to say the analogy of the fly. Uh, I don't know why. But let's say the analogy of small problems becoming big. Because that's really what this show's about. Is how the little... Uh, travesties of life just piling up like forgetting your car keys you know um forgetting something getting talked down to by a kid you know all these just little tiny things just piling up and this the idiocies of life making it just not grand just tedious and annoying that's walt's Mm -hmm. biggest issue here and the cancer just kind of like showing up again and again is having constantly to deal with it and just kind of just be there just it's so tedious and so annoying for him and this is kind of what I've heard a couple places that he, he does not want to deal with that at all. He would rather just stamp out the cancer. I think the cancer is kind of a metaphor here just for like little problems in general. Just little bureaucratic, tedious, pointless shit. I mean, we've compared the cancer to Heisenberg before as well. Mm-hmm. And this other aspect of himself and this whole thing that he's created uh this whole second life that he's created uh and being willing now you know with that metaphor he's saying let's get rid of that completely mm-hmm. uh which would be very interesting is it get rid of heisenberg is that kind of where we're going i mean if we're comparing the cancer to heisenberg mm-hmm. then yeah that is what we would be saying in that instance hmm. I, I i get a sense it's not about removing heisenberg I think it's removing part of himself. Mm-hmm. I think, it, uh, but, but this is where it gets, I don't know. That's where the metaphor gets messy. Because mm-hmm. it, it would, if you take the metaphor directly, I think you'd be right. I mean, it'd be both yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. I think my, my more direct reading of the scene, and I said this at one point during the reaction, is that the real reason why Walt's going through his procedure is because he needs to be in debt. He needs to owe this money. Oh, okay. And, and it's because w- without it, what reason does he have to cook meth? 
Yeah. Like, Thar, he tried just doing, like, the normal life, and he just started just ripping out random floorboards and just kind of doing random shit. He, he, he can't deal with that. He needs something more. He's addicted to this power, this control, this, whatever it is. I, who knows what it is, right? It's a little bit amorphous. But he he did this more so he could continue to be Heisenberg than anything else, is my opinion is. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. Let's um let's wrap up the Jesse, and then we'll we'll end uh, end with Walt. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't think there's anybody else in this episode. There's no Hank or Marie or or anything like that. So right, right. Um, no Walt Junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jesse Jesse's taking the death of Combo hard. Hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah, I think you were right earlier too, where. He talked a big game for, for a little bit there, but obviously he's not handling it well. He, his coping has just gone to shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, he finds out he's he's not a badass on the street anymore. Everybody he knows leaves him. One of them's dead. One of them moved across, moved all the way out to California, which I was going to say is across the country, but it's only a few states for them. But even still, um, and he lastly he tries to put he hangs up on Walt because Walt's callous about the whole situation of his friend dying. Mm-hmm. And he tries to push Jane away, uh, and just go back to to the drugs being his his coping mechanism. And she tries to talk him out of it, tries to keep him on the good path, uh, if you will. And then he tries to kick her out, and she's like, she ends up staying, and mm. they go go on the bender together. Yep. And in a weird way, she kind of escalated him with drugs. Yeah. Yeah, he brought her back into it, and then she brought him even deeper. Uh-huh. And it's kind of a back and forth because when he comes back and she's still laying in bed, he's like, "Let's go to that, do that thing that you like doing together. Like, let's leave this situation we've created for ourselves. You know, this was a short term thing, which is is historically how it's been for Jesse. You know, he's done some drugs, and then he goes and he 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 doesn't usually dwell in the drugs. He usually gets on them, and then." clears his head and then heads out and does other things but she she says yeah let's go to the to the george o'keefe museum and then immediately leans over and starts smoking meth and then the next time we see her she has heroin Uh yeah and i don't think jesse i think he understands it to some degree but uh jane's gone now i mean she's still there in body but like for for people who have like a true addiction, like that, that's kind of what happens. Like it all just kind of revolves around the drugs. Like, like I don't know, you you can't really get a person back from right then. Like it takes a lot of work, you know, rehab or whatever maybe. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, at the point right right now, you know, I don't. She, she's not gonna just bounce back like Jesse does from drugs. Like that that ain't, that ain't gonna be happening in any easy way. And it does look like he feels bad when she goes back to smoking meth after he says, let's go to the the museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks like he's like, oh, shit, what did I do? Yep. yep but for then she wants to wants to do the speedballing with him, and he's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like he would have fought against that if it was prior to losing combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he's just at such a low and he does not want to do. He just wants to escape it so bad 
that this is his, you know, he's willing to accept this. But I think he may have had more, a bit more heart, a bit more fight back otherwise, because he knows what's happening here wrong. Even it's not just to do with him, right? I think yeah. he'd be okay with him kind of falling into this kind of like drug path, like like mm-hmm. like this bad. But I also think that uh, he wouldn't want Jane to go down that path necessarily, mm-hmm. or as hard as she did. Not that I don't think he would predict that, but maybe he would because he's been around drugs. He's got to know that kind of stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, definitely, definitely interesting. So they, they're speedballing and that's kind of where his, his whole story ends. I mean, he tells for this episode, he tells uh, Walt off when they're at that meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's high at the time, but in doing so, he's like, I'm, I'm fucking taking off. You don't, you don't know what you're doing. And, uh, I'm not, I don't want to be a part of this. Cause he, he does say something similar to what you're saying here. Uh, and he says like, so are you going to come up with some other magic number once this is done being sold? Mm-hmm. Um, so which kind of fits in exactly like he's thinking, like you're thinking like, this isn't about actually the money anymore. Yep. Is it Walt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Calls him out on it. Yeah. Th- there was a, there's a famous story of like, a. I think it was a Greek general, and uh, you know he, he was a great general. He conquered so many places. He wanted to be like Alexander the Great. I think it was like the third one after it. And uh, you know he's just started kind of conquering places. And then one philosopher guy or whatever would start talking to him. He's like, so let's say we conquered this place, this place, and this place. What are we going to do? Oh, then we're going to conquer this place. Okay, let's say we conquer this place and conquer this place. Then what? Then we're going to conquer this place. Okay, so. Where do we stop? We can conquer the world. And then what? Well, then we'll just eat and drink wine. And it's kind of like, you think that's really the case? You think we're ever going to be like at an end here? Like there's always going to be something for you. Same thing thing for Walt. There's always going to be something, no matter what. Yeah. Ain't no end to that train. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I saw something very similar recently. Uh, so that that kind of I was like, oh wow, this is some, a parable I literally just read like a week ago. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it all all kind of coalesce. Uh, one other thing to note is, I, I don't know if this was selling that Jesse was going to kind of get into the speedballing, but he seemed like he seemed like he felt found euphoria there. And I don't know if that's just like it demonstrating the power of the drug, or it was kind of indicate that this was affecting Jesse in like that profound way. Mm-hmm. Because be hmm. I've heard that certain drugs just do it for certain people. Like if you hit that certain right combination, like, like it's just kind of like a natural addiction. Like maybe you smoke weed, maybe you do some meth and you know, you, you like it fine, but it's not anything. But then maybe you do Coke or maybe you, uh, uh, probably not Coke, but let, let's say you, you do heroin, right? And heroin just fits your neurology in just the right way where you become like a crazy addict. Mm-hmm. That, that could be the case here with Jesse. Yep. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's not the thing. I think that's Jane's thing for certain. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how and if this progresses, especially now with all of the meth gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, which leads us to, to Walt's story. So we we see the first scene of him and the doctors. He makes his decision right then and there on the spot, not consulting his wife. Um, and then what's uh, oh, and then Combo gets shot and dies, and they have to um, 
like make the they're they're talking to Saul. They, can you take us from there? So Saul is he's kind of like the doctor for like drug businesses. Uh huh. You know he asks the right questions, gets the symptoms, uh, and he he correctly identifies what the issue is with their business, which is you know they suck at it. And then he knows a guy, and they've had this idea like getting in touch with a distributor, but they have not been very good at that. So the fact that Paul Saul is just great at this it gives them a connection. Well, also their last distributor was Tuco. True, true. So they kind of turned him off to it. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm being real, like we really need a character in the show like Saul because. The show has not sold Walt and Jesse to be very good with decisions. And that kind of came a little bit later with uh, Gus, you know, in, in his assessment of them. And I don't know if the show was deliberate in that kind of direction from the beginning, though. But honestly, it, 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 it's kind of fulfilling to see because you, you walk back to, like, all of their decisions and how like, careless they are. Like, they should have been caught, like, a long time ago. Surprisingly, they haven't been. Uh, mm-hmm. so, and maybe they would have if Hank wasn't the one trying to catch them. Oh. Hmm. So, because Walt kind of has a leg up in that situation where his brother-in-law is the DEA. Oh, that's true. That's true. He's got some insinfo inside. Uh, sound. Also, and, he's got protection too. There, yeah. yeah. He has protection because no one's, who's, Hank will never suspect Walt. Like, mm-hmm. we've seen that. Yeah, yeah. So, that that's true. That's true. So, they, they get the distributor or they, they get something set up for that. Uh, Walt seems a bit distant with Skyler and everything kind of touched to that. Yep. He seems like he's legitimately happy for the baby though. Like, I think that's true. Yeah, yeah definitely. So it, it's good to see. He's so sketchy at Dos, at, uh, Dos Poyos Hermanos. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like mugging everybody in the place. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like uh, uh, Gus was saying, like, you're, you're so bad at this. You're yeah. just terrible. Yeah. 100% yeah. true. Jesse shows up tweaking late mm-hmm. and then leaves immediately. Yeah. Gus is like, no, I don't want to do business with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wall got really lucky the second time he came back that, uh-huh. like, Gus happened to be there because he's not always at the restaurant, it seems. He's got 14. Yeah, and let alone he's probably not always at the restaurant. He's probably all the other time just doing drug, no, selling drugs or something, mm-hmm. and running the other business. Yeah, but uh, the second time he goes back, okay, so he he talks to when he gets denied the first time, he's like Superman and starts yelling and stuff, and he's kind of like throwing like a like a crybaby fit, I think. Yeah, and you know, Saul is very direct with them. And then uh, he, he gets told no. And then uh, eventually he goes back there. And he just kind of like has a little bit of a hunch, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And he gets a suspicion of who it was. I think he already had the suspicion, to be honest, when he went there. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can guess. Because what's the likelihood that it just so ends up that the same drug dealer is going to meet you there? Unless it was like the person you saw that was working there. That's just my thought. I mean, he had no other leads to go on. That's literally all. He doesn't even have a name. That's all he has. Hmm. 
So to me, that's kind of like an act of desperation. I'm just going to sit in this chicken restaurant all day and hope something happens. Hmm. Hmm. Especially where he just accepted a $200,000 bill. Yep. Yep. Plus baby bills, plus everything else. Yeah. I had some suspicion that was the, the restaurant manager. Mm-hmm. You did. You said it. And uh, there was a very cool scene they had in there, which was kind of just telling it 100%. Uh, but they had, while looking into the the window, you see Walt's reflection, right? And we see uh, Gus standing above them mm-hmm. in his reflection. And, and it's, it's kind of like a little bit dual there, you know, kind of seeing the reflection of the person, kind of like there's the face and also like, you know, what reflects, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also the Visa MasterCard sort of thing in the bottom right. So mm-hmm. it's kind of connecting... You know, number one, pirate dynamic there, right? You know, well, uh, Gus, then below Gus is Walt, and then below that we have money. Mm-hmm. Money's kind of at the bottom, but it's still an essential part of this, like, framing here. And it's through the window, too, which you brought up that windows were a very important theme this episode. It seemed that way. Everybody was looking at each other through windows. There's at least three or three different times I can think of off the top of my head that that happened. Hmm. Um, but I know the the other thing with that shot is... Uh, Saul said that Gus and Walt are very similar and there's like the reflections of each other are right next to each other. Like maybe he's, he's seeing himself, but he's also seeing this guy who is himself in a way. Mm-hmm. Like Gus is a reflection of him in a way. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right about that. I, I, we don't, I don't know much about Gus right now, mm-hmm. uh, but it seems like Gus is very rational. But it also seems like he's has far, far better business sense than Walt. Yeah. Like, I, I think Walt's got, like, the, the genius. But I think Gus has the practical knowledge is mm-hmm. what it kind of seems like right now. Like, Gus is running a business, like a very big business. And his business is probably somewhat upfront for his other business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he wasn't just... He, he was actually, like, seeming to do stuff at that restaurant. Obviously, he was there for Walt. But he was there on the day that Walt wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. Or what what wasn't even supposed to be there. So it sounds like he's just managing that restaurant business. Yeah. So he's 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 generally competent and we see Walt kind of doing some teaching type stuff, but I don't I don't know. I, I feel like there's a little bit of a weird distinction there as far as like can I say work work ethic, but kind of like uh I, I feel like Gus probably can work a little bit better. The Walt does. We saw we saw Walt in the classroom three times in this episode. Only one of those times was he teaching, mm-hmm. and during that, his other business phone was ringing. Yeah, and it was actually disrupting his teaching. Mm-hmm. So we don't. Every time he's at work now, we don't actually see him teaching. Yeah, we see him doing his other job. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a great point. Which is why during the episode, I'm like, oh, Walt actually still teaches. <laughs> it's like, we don't, we don't see that anymore. I don't know how much he's actually in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Like, is he there all day and all these other things happen in the small bits of time between? Or is he doing other shit all day? Yeah, yeah. Because he sits in a pizza, he sits in a chicken place for most of one day at least. Mm. It's kind of like one of those animes where they're in high school, but you actually never see him in school. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Except that first scene when the death note falls. Oh, yeah. 
So w- w- Walt has a hunch. He goes yeah. there. He he seems very convinced to Gus, and I don't know if he got lucky. I think this had that intuitive sense there. And then Gus eventually drops it, and he kind of goes into like his, uh, I'm going to say his Walt-type voice, or his Heisenberg voice. I don't, I don't know what to put it exactly. But Walt has like his own voice, like, hey, how you doing? And then he goes into like Heisenberg, which is like, are you kidding me? I, I can't do it, but you, you know what I'm trying to say. It's just like a serious like mm-hmm. killer tone. Yeah. Same thing happened here with Gus. And I'm surprised Gus did that, but maybe it's because he doesn't fear Walt necessarily. He did the yeah. loot that he had both his cell phones because he knows he has two. Mm-hmm. Oh, by your numbers, that's a good point. I took, I have your numbers as Walt's and Jesse's. Yeah. You took it as both of Walt's numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And he doesn't like Jesse because Jesse is a druggie and a junkie. Yeah. Walt did speak some truth there, which I think kind of convinced him. Like, I trust him. He'll do what I say. Which that was a little bit weird sounding because it sounds like he's controlling Jesse, which is true. Just, just still kind of a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. But uh, it seems like this is a little bit convinced, especially by the amount. Mm-hmm. But uh, I. I I don't know if Walt's going down the wrong path here. I think he's convinced by the product. Mm-hmm. By the, when Walt's like, you could sell it for double and people wouldn't even bat an eye. They'll pay it immediately. Yeah. So your profit margins are going to be through the roof. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then saying, you'll never have to work, deal with Jesse. Let me deal with my side and you deal with your side. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like he might be getting into bed with the devil here. Yeah, because I had this idea about Saul, which is that like Saul was going to like uh, I thought Saul was going to be a meth dealer from the cartels. Like that—that's what I thought he was. That's not who he is at all. But I think the character I thought Saul may have been may actually be Gus, because I think Gus might just take him hostage and ha- you know force labor on him. We don't know how Gus is here. Mm-hmm. Like he could just be like a straight up businessman. Which would be interesting. That'd be very good for Walt's dynamic. But I think this might be like even worse than Tuco, like on some levels. Like mm-hmm. very stable, but just like, I don't know. Kind of how Saul thinks of business. Because, because mm-hmm. the way Saul would think, I don't, I don't think Saul would recommend slavery necessarily. But I think Gus might be like, okay, we, we need you as a worker. So you're going to stay in this, in this uh, factory here and you're going to cook bath. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what we need you to do. And we got your family on the line. Yeah. So, but we don't know enough about Gus to really draw that conclusion. But I, I just feel like th- things are, I'm not going to say too good to be true, but I, I feel like things aren't going to play out the way that Walt's thinking they are going to play out. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so. Uh, he takes the, I mean, he takes the deal, right? He says, me, me, he says, Poyo. So that's all he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And Walt goes and runs around like a fucking maniac. Asking, asking everybody for Gus, which is insanity that you're trying to do a meth deal. So you go up to the manager and you're like, can I speak to the owner? Like, no, it's not a complaint. Like, it's so, I don't even know his name. That's so sketchy. Yeah. Ends up working though, somehow. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because it Gus may have had some intrigue. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the only reason. So he has, what, one hour? Yeah. 
to get the product, bring it to a spot, and he'll make $1.2 million, mm-hmm. which is pretty big. Takes off, tries to call Jesse. Jesse's speedballing, so he can't get to Jesse. Dodges a call by Skyler at Jesse's house while he's looking in the window. And then busts down the door, which you loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's something there, right? And, and, and it's definitely a bit... You can see the extreme. And certainly there's a metaphor there. Like, he's, he's busting into, like, Jesse's life. Mm-hmm. And busting into people's homes. Like, like some, something about that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just, it, ultimately, it's just kind of comical. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> Wakes him up just enough to find out where the drugs are. Gets the drugs... Then finds out that the baby's coming. Mm-hmm. And great great acting in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. As he reads the text and then smiles, he's like so happy. Like, oh my God, I'm about to have my baby born to the world. And then he's like, oh shit. And I can't be there. Mm-hmm. And then he has a decision to make. So what does Pepin do in that situation? Well, this is a tough question. Yeah, of course it is. This is where Walt's at. He's in a tough fucking spot. What do you do? Well, ideally, you don't get into that spot. Well, because it's tough. Because if I'm in Walt's position here, right, yeah. I would do exactly what Walt did, right? Okay, so you're selling the math. Yeah, I'm selling the math, okay. right? But ideally, you don't get yourself get into Walt's position because... I mean, obviously, Nathan. You've kind of Walt forced... Didn't the, be, Walt didn't want to be in Walt's position. I kind of did. I mean, I'm not. I'm saying you you can't put yourself in a position where you have to make that kind of choice between doing that. Ah, okay, fuck, fuck myself. They ah. they had a date. Yeah. For when the baby was coming, he, it wasn't right now. He didn't know. Yeah. Hmm. He has, and he also didn't know that that deal was going to be. You have one hour. Go. Like he, everything just kind of happened all at once. Okay, I'm I'm gonna throw myself a softer ball here, and oh, of course you are. I'm trying to think about this. Let's see. Let's let's say my girlfriend or whoever was pregnant with a baby. They're about to deliver, yeah. and I had like an important work meeting, like okay. where it could determine the fate of the company. Yeah. And I'm needed there to to sell it. Do I go mm-hmm. to the hospital, or do I go make this fucking awesome deal? Yeah. Hmm. I don't like hospitals. <laughs> I would get to the okay. hospital. Yeah. 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 Now it's, you're going to make $600,000. At that point, you're paying for the cost of the hospital. Yeah. Uh, I, hmm. I think at that point. <sighs> I'll give you $600,000 to not go to the birth of your daughter. Hmm. <laughs> do you do it? <laughs> See, that's a hard fucking question, right? Yeah, it's tough because I want. I, so I know a lot of people would just say, uh, "Of course, I would just go to the hospital." You know, who cares? It's not about mm-hmm. money, right? But I don't know. I, I think I think when you say that, you're not really thinking about it per se. You're not being fully honest, I and mean, maybe some people are. Maybe some people just have a better sense. But I, I could see my. I, ultimately, I think if I was in that circumstance, I would I would go to the hospital, like for real. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy. Certainly not. So he packs everything up, and that's where the episode ends. Yeah, he's he leaves. Uh, so, so there was a really part 
there's a part of that scene that was like really interesting to watch. Okay. Which is when we have all this dramatic music and all this tension and everything builds up. He gets on the phone. He has that, that moment of happiness, right? And then he makes this decision and then the music kind of drops off. And then it's a shot of him picking up the, the okay, I'll just describe it verbatim. Then I'll describe it the way I, I saw it. So verbatim is he puts the meth in the bag, right? And starts going off. So, so that's the way it kind of, what, what happened. But effectively, the way it was shot, I believe was indicating it's like he's picking up trash. So literally went into a trash bag. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's just picking up trash and collecting it. And then just running off to take out the trash. Like, I, I think that's kind of the most on the, like, on the head that the show has been with its messaging, I think. You, you seem like that, What does that mean? Hmm? What does that mean? That the choices that Walt's making is, like, he's just picking up, like, like he's not doing anything grand here. He's just picking up trash. Like, he, he is, oh, okay. like, he's avoiding what really matters and still dealing with this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, it's, imagine the decision you were making is between going to see the birth of your daughter to, uh, you know, picking up trash at the at the beach, right? Well, mm-hmm. What would you rather do? Well, it's kind of obvious there. And obviously there is a context of how much money it is, but it was more, I don't know, it, it just seemed like the meth was kind of garbage at that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, in, in a way, I think about it, it kind of is because everything Walt's doing is for his family. I mean, is that for his family right there? Guess. I mean, in theory, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I think you disagree with this metaphor or my, my interpretation. No, I mean, it's a valid interpretation. Okay. I would, I mean, it was, I saw him struggling to carry it. So even if it was trash, it's still like a big burden mm-hmm. on him. Yeah. Um, and he's taking it to turn it into gold pretty much. Mm-hmm. True. Um, True. And he's doing it all by himself. So I, I don't, this clearly wasn't like, this wasn't an easy choice for him, but, uh, you know, he's, that's the the choice he made and he's burdened with it. Mm-hmm. He's burdened with this, this, all these garbage feelings that are now he's carrying around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There. I think, I think you sold the metaphor better than I did. <laughs> okay. I like it. So all, I think, I think they're both, they're both, uh, apt. They both mm-hmm. fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe just to reiterate something. I, I think it's kind of more like it took the context out. Or sometimes when you put music and like verbosity and everything to like a scene, you can make it extra grand. But mm-hmm. when you scale it back to what it actually is, like that grandness just disappears, and just, you kind of mm-hmm. see it for what it is. Yeah. Like like maybe that's a better reading of it. Yeah. Because, like, if you took the music and the effects out of the scene with Jesse and Jane doing drugs, like, it would have just been them, like, laying comatose on beds going, uh, <laughs> and, like, that would have kind of taken the grandiosity out of it. Mm-hmm. But it also kind of would have taken the context of, like, what was happening in their experience out of it. Mm-hmm. And I guess in this experience, I mean, Walt had a lot of frustration there, but he just killed his emotions. Yeah. Like, like he kind of had to. Right to deal mm-hmm. with the situation, yeah. Because emotions are motion; they put you into motion, and he has to kill that emotion to go to the hospital. Electronic motions. Mm. So, is there anything else you can think of in the episode that might be interesting to discuss? 
Nope. Yep, I think I should be covered here too. So definitely, if you love this video, there are six things you could do. You could number one, eat a pancake. Number two, eat two pancakes. Number three, you could go take a drawing class. I mean, drawing is something that can help you understand how things really are. Because everything is like a 2D projection of a three-dimensional thing, right? And sometimes we kind of take that 2D projection that we see and we kind of you know characterize it into how we actually perceive it. And drawing can help you kind of do that. And there's not just like two-dimensional drawing, of course, right? So that's not, you know, say traditional sort of you know, thing, but you can go to like sculptures even, or even four-dimensional sculptures, which I'm sure is some sort of thing artistic people do somewhere, right? Who are into math. So, you know, pioneer, become a sailor. It, it could be great. Now, thing number D that you could do, and I don't recommend this for people who are faint of heart, are like asking for likes because every time you ask for a like you get a like so uh, meter can you do the thing give hit the button give it a big one goes mm. like woo that's kind of like the thing you, you're jamming up your thumb up somebody's ass right there <laughs> it's like, i mean woo. if that's what it takes to get a like bring that booty on over <laughs> let's hit that thumb let's hit that thumb uh -huh. Well, actually, I just realized that this advice is kind of shitty, though, because there's no like button anymore, right? I think there's a like button. They just got rid of the dislike button. Okay. So in that case, definitely don't dislike this video because you can't anymore. Sorry. Ah. <laughs> if you dislike this, hit that thumbs up. Now, if you have a comment that you want to leave, like, do-do-do-do, type away. Because Keeper Warriors, we need you. Yeah. Now what's number six? Because that was number five. Oh, you're still counting? Okay. Yeah. Do I, do I need to come up with the number six? This is your show, bud. Okay. I can do this. <laughs> this right here. This is what you call an eraser. That's number six. Okay. So, definitely, you guys, check it out next time on Pepper Reacts. We're going to watch more of this awesome show called Breaking Bad. See finale coming up one day, eventually. Hey, are you ready? I am ready. I'm, you're, you're ready. She, she's ready. Who's she? The baby. Because Pepper Reacts.